This episode of A Little Juju Podcast is sponsored in part by Soulful Vibes. New season, new vibes. This season, we're focusing on our intentions and bringing our innermost desires into reality. But it's not always easy because real life comes in fast. But all is not lost. Join the Vibe Tribe by Soulful Vibes. The Vibe Tribe is an all-exclusive membership group that offers masterclasses, tips, and resources to strengthen you on your spiritual journey. And as a member of the Vibe Tribe, you'll gain access to masterclasses, group card readings, book clubs, and receive early access to sales and product releases. They even host virtual parties and live Q&A sessions. It's literally a vibe, y'all. And there are four different membership opportunities to join this community, so there's something for everyone. Membership fees range from $3 to $22. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Soulful Vibes Co. and begin your journey of creating life filled with soulful vibes. Do you have a fro that just won't grow or hair that's dull and lifeless and you're ready to just give up? Nope. Let Resilient by Devo come to rescue and bless your ori. We offer the Time to Heal Hair Growth Oil for all your trouble areas, mint-infused deep conditioners to stimulate the hair restoration and growth, and revitalizing leave-in conditioners that add shine and bounce to your crown. All products are handmade with 100% natural ingredients, no silicone, parabens, or mineral oils. Just go to www.resilientbydvo.com for all your hair growth needs. And we also offer tarot and playing card readings to assist you on your spiritual journey. Visit again www.resilientbydevo to schedule your appointment now. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Can't firm no say. And I'll never keep it I'll take your photo to the grave. But that ain't even my thing. I just stay at the crossroads, pray. I just pour a little honey from my face to make a stay. Cause I hate that manifest a little with my baileys i'm my ancestors baby so i give them everything that they gave me yeah so i can't be stopped manifested everything gives me props i'm spiritually rounded while i'm on the top my spirit's surrounded so i'll never drop drop bienvenidos welcome to a little juju podcast this is the podcast all about black black negro colors Black folk, African descended, real black Africans. I was trying to think of something else. Niggas, hard R. However, you want to identify it as a black ass spirituality podcast where we talk about all things African spirituality, African diasporic spirituality, honoring the ancestors ourselves, and really just decolonizing our spiritual practices one episode at a time. Y'all, I truly believe in liberation, and I believe that liberation starts in the spirit. 
So that is what we are here to do. My name is Juju Bay, and I come to this show as not only your host, but as a whole ass psychic, medium, spiritualist, espiritista. I'm an Orisha devotee. I'm an Ifa devotee. I am a hoodoo through and through, a hoodoo through and through. I'm also clearly a poet and know it, writer, singer, all around. Bad bitch witch, and thank you for tuning into this episode. If you would like to keep up with the conversation, of course, you can hashtag J-U-J-U-B-A-E to see who else is talking about Juju Bay, talking about the episode, or you can hashtag A-L-J-Pod to keep up with the convo. I am here sitting in my, my room, my little office room where I record, and um. Shout out to everybody who who showed me love on the, I wouldn't call it the last episode, but just the audio essay that I did about Beyonce. I got some really good feedback about that. And it's funny because I did it, I had the idea at midnight. (laughs) And um, so then I finished it at 3 a.m. And it was one of the most fun I've had recording in a long time. So I appreciate everyone looking out. Send it to Beyonce. You know, send it to Solange. Send it to the girls. I'm just waiting on my call from the Noel Sisters assistant. At this point, do y'all need my number? The, the, the email? What is it? Can someone give the Noel Sisters assistant my email? Because I just, I'm ready to connect with my with my, my sisters. <laughs> anyway, sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Thank y'all for tuning into another episode. Is this your first time? Hey, boo. And uh, let's get into it. All you need is a little juju. All right. Did I tell y'all already that I've been going through it? Probably. That I've been depressed? Probably. Extremely anxious? Probably. But if not, yeah. Um, I got to get some things together personally because I have been feeling all over the place. And I know people are like, it's, it was that moon, that Scorpio moon that just passed. And I think something is going on with Pluto. You know, I'm not an astro girl, so I really don't be knowing if one of my nodes is in the sixth house, ascendant, Capricorn's little brother. Like, I don't know. But I, either it's that, I think it's just me. I think it's uh, Saturn return vibes. I think it's just what is going on in the world. Um, you know, I skipped last episode because I didn't have nothing to say. Like I really felt just with everything going on with Derek, the Derek Chauvin case, um, and George Floyd and even Micaiah Bryant. I'm sorry, Micaiah. Yeah, it is Micaiah Bryant. Um, rest her spirit. It it was just so much, and it just reminded me of around this time last year ish. I mean, I was like, well, I've I've done episodes about spiritual resistance. I've done episodes about trying to heal through this moment and and fight through this moment uh, through episode I believe fifty five and fifty nine. I will tag them in the show notes. So I just was like, I can't. And I, I feel like a lot of my energy recently has been I can't, and not necessarily because of what's going on in the world. Because personally, I wasn't, I I wouldn't say that I was as impacted this time as I typically am. Um, and that was probably 
on purpose. Like I didn't go online. I didn't, I wasn't really following people who were talking about it that much. And when I did, I kind of stayed off Twitter a lot. Um, so I was kind of in my own world, but even sometimes when you escape the outside world to be in your own world, sometimes your own world doesn't even feel safe, right? You get lost in some of your thoughts and feelings and projections and just being sad and like a lot of trauma coming up. So it's really been hard for me to find a space that feels safe for me, to be honest, because, you know, a lot of times it's not even in my own head, right? So trying to navigate that and recognizing also that like you feel guilty because you're a healer, you know, and it's like... I'm supposed to be, well, first of all, I know how to be better cognitively, right? I can explain it. I can tell you, I can do heal yourself segments. I know to go to the altar. I know how to make spiritual baths. I have elders. I have people. I have community. And sometimes when you have all those things and you don't feel good or you don't feel excited or you, you, if things feel like a burden, it it can make you feel worse because it's like, I know better. I have the tools. What what's wrong with me? Um, so I think I've been feeling that a lot lately, and it's just a whole bunch of stuff, personal stuff, family members being ill. Um, my grandmother's really sick. Um, it was like my best friend. So um, it's just been a lot to move through, a lot of things personally to move through. So. It's it's impacting me. I feel it and, and impacting the work. And uh, I just wanted to be transparent about that so that you all know. Like I'm, I'm. It's been difficult for me to keep up uh, with recording. It's been difficult for me to keep up with quote unquote content. Right? It's just. I'm like I hope my patrons don't hate me. <laughs> like I'm trying, but yeah. So I'm just moving through that. Um. You know, I think I talked about before, like being on medication and people say that's not spiritual when you're on Western meds, like da 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 I'm still a spiritual bitch. Uh, okay. I'm also just like trying to be a black girl in 2021 and and break generational curses. Like we sometimes we say that like it's a small thing. Like, yeah, I'm I'm out here breaking generational curses. Bitch, that's hard as hell. Bitch, that's not a small thing. Breaking a whole curse, that's work, okay? It's constant work. Elevating a lineage, even just by elevating yourself, is work. It is tiring, laborious work. So I'm feeling the impacts of that labor. And uh, I just ask for grace. That's it. I'm just asking for some grace. But, um, yeah, so with all that being said and and mental health being on my mind a lot, I'm really excited to have this episode today. One, I didn't have the spoons to record um, a new one fully, but I think this conversation that I had with Money from Queer Walk was so good. And I know, you know, Money and Nikita's listeners from Queer Queer Walk Pod heard the episode, But I don't know if all my listeners got the chance to really engage in this. And we talked about mental health. We talked about um, therapy. We talked about readings and the benefits of, of quote unquote mental health and the benefits of spiritual health and that they're not, they don't have to cancel each other out. 
Uh, we talked about a lot of things, gender, sexuality. I mean, it was Queer Walk, so Queer Women of Color podcast. So yeah, um, that's our episode today. I wanted to bring it over into my platform. And of course, I'm going to tag Queer Walk Pod. Shout out to Nikita and Money. Uh, thank y'all for having me on that episode. It was so... That was one of my favorite interviews, I think, uh, because the questions were really thoughtful and me and Money got to nerd out me as a... Money as a whole ass doctor, okay, period, in psychology, but me as like a, you know, doctorate, clinical psychology dropout. Yeah, we... And spiritualists were both healers, so yeah, it was good, good, good shit. So I'm excited to offer that. Um, I got to shout out my patrons, of course, and then uh, we're going to get right into that episode. All you need is a little juju. So a little juju podcast is a free podcast for the public, but it is not free for me. It is a labor of love, um, but it does cost. There's website costs, cost to stream on SoundCloud, Pro. There's cost for the mic and everything else. And also just, you know, paying black people, pay black women. So if you feel like this podcast has helped you on your journey, um, it has provided some assistance in your life, you've learned some things, you've been able to increase your life or it's fed you in some way, I ask that you donate to the show. There's a lot of different ways to donate that can be monetary or non-monetary. I'm going to talk about the non-monetary ways first. The first way is through Patreon. Patreon is a subscription-based site where you can donate as little or as much as you want uh, based on your coins and the tiers that I've laid out as some suggestions. And based on what you donate, you also get some additional content. So I do articles, I put articles up there. And so if you're interested in Patreon, go on to patreon.com slash J-U-J-U-B-A-E to become a patron and show your support to the show and get some other content as well. I want to shout out my newest patrons who I'm so grateful for as always. Okay, so huge, very big, big gargantuan shout out to my newest patrons. Shout out to Raven for uh, editing your pledge and still remaining a patron. Big shout out. Let me get my... Shout out to Raven. Shout out to Jennifer for upping your pledge. Big shout out to Gina D's for becoming a patron. Thanks, Gina. Shout out to Simba Luna. Hey, boo, for upping your pledge. Shout out to Ashley Carter for becoming a patron. Denise B for upping your pledge. Big shout out to Sharonda Martin for becoming a patron. Amaris Wilson for becoming a patron. Shout out to Gianna for upping your pledge. Big shout out to uh, Sherrod for editing your pledge and still being here. Big shout out to Monterica Neal for becoming a patron. Shout out to Yeye Fox. Thank you so much, Yeye, for becoming a patron. Shout out to Leanne Scrimmager for editing your pledge. Up in your pledge, I appreciate you. Shout out to Gabrielle Santos Priest. Thank you so much, Gabrielle. Shout out to Diamond for upping your pledge. Joyce, oh, Joycelyn Payton for becoming a patron. Sherry Johnson. Um, shout out to Janelle Ramdeen for upping your pledge, Micah Johnson for becoming a patron, Kay for becoming a patron, Lee Pina, shout out to Camille, Isha or Aisha Weber, shout out to that's it. <laughs> Thank y'all so, so much for becoming patrons. I appreciate you. I'm sharing the energy of abundance and wealth and prosperity with 
you as you have shared it and as you do share it with me. I appreciate you so much. I speak blessings over all your projects, over your dreams, over your desires, over whatever it is that you're trying to complete or accomplish in your life. May you have the resources that you need to be able to facilitate that for yourself and for your community. Um, so I speak the, the energy of abundance over you times 10, times 100, more, more, more. I appreciate you um, and I thank you so, so much. And thank you to everyone else who hits me up on the cash app, the uh, Venmos and PayPal and a couple people do the Zelle because y'all grown, grown people be hitting me on Zelle. Um, so thank y'all so much for, uh, for sharing the energy of abundance with me. Appreciate you always. All you need is a little juju. So let's get into our episode uh, today. So yeah, I recorded this episode and was interviewed for Queer Walk Pod in 2020. And the episode is entitled uh, Ain't Gonna Move Without Spirit featuring It's Juju Bay. And I'm going to entitle this episode Ain't Gonna Move Without Spirit too. Um, and again, I just want to say thank you to Money um, for having me on the show. I'm in Nikita too, but Nikita didn't interview me. Nikita was not there. Money was there who interviewed me and... Um, yeah, again, it was such a good interview, and I'm just grateful that I reached out to Money, and I was like, I can't right now, but I want to still have an episode. Can we talk about, like, am I being a toxic workaholic? Like, we can we can read me later, <laughs> but I was like, but I want to put something out, so Money was like, I'll send you the audio, like, boom. So, and I think it it just makes sense because it's relevant a lot to what I'm dealing with right now and going through and I know a lot of people are. So please sit back and relax and, and get into this lovely interview when I was featured on Queer Walk Podcast. And uh, yeah, let me know how y'all feel about it. All you need is a little juju. All right, mm-hmm. y'all. Hey, Juju. Hey. <laughs> Get back into saying hi to you. Um, thank you so much for coming on Queer Walk, uh, making time in your schedule to talk with me today. Thank you. I appreciate it, and I love the show, so I feel honored to be on. Oh, my gosh. Don't say that. I was just <laughs> about to say, this is so long overdue because I've been such a stand of you for so long. Um Aww. Yeah, should we? I'm like, we should have been made this happen. I know, honestly, uh, for real. Yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> the feeling is mutual, money. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um. So every time we have a guest on uh, the podcast, we always start off with asking them their origin story because, um, you know, telling our stories is a big part of Queer Walk, and mm-hmm. I feel like not not in any small way that you are like a super uh a superhero to us in our community so can you can you uh tell us a little bit about how juju came to be and uh where you're from okay yeah um i'm from baltimore maryland born Mm -hmm. and raised um but i have to shout out my ancestral roots in south carolina alabama west virginia and virginia as well so i feel like i was influenced a lot of people who were from those places so i carry that as well but i'm from baltimore and um i don't know i'm black i'm bi i am a bad bitch witch conjurer i practice hoodoo african-american religion and also um ifa which is a west african nigerian yoruba tradition Mm -hmm. religion and yeah like i'm just i feel like i'm just kind of regular but i also like do very witchy things and 
spiritual work and I have a podcast as well where I talk about black ass spirituality and black ass traditions and how we can use what our ancestors gave us and our spiritual traditions to get free, to reach liberation, to reach healing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. And I'm on the journey of figuring that out. You know, I don't know all the answers, but just be trying to share what I do know and tell my story as I can. And yeah, I think I've always been this way. I've always been super spiritual. Um, didn't always practice indigenous religions or what I would consider black traditions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I always was someone who was very devoted to a higher power or just knew that there was more out there for me to connect with. And I did that through Christianity for a long time um, and then did it try to do it through atheism and I've just went through a whole process of different identities, spiritual identities. Um, and yeah, so I'm, and I've landed here and found home where I am now. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was just stuck on the fact that you think you're regular and <laughs> this, <laughs> this just, I am. Oh my gosh. This just makes me think of, um, Actually, this quote from uh, When Chicken Heads Come Home to Roost, which is not my favorite feminist book, but, Mm -hmm. you know, Joan Morgan did something with hip-hop feminism. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, in the very first chapter of that book, she was like, I didn't know what, like, feminism was. I just knew that the women in my life, like, walked on water to make things happen. Mm. And it just reminds me of, like, whenever I meet, like, one of y'all in my podcast community... Like, y'all are doing such uh, transformative, huge things. And just like, oh, yep, this is just me. This is just my magic. That, like, (laughs) um, it's regular to you. But, yeah. So, so, um, you said that you found home in ATRs, but Mm -hmm. started off in, um, like, more of the Abrahamic traditions of Christianity. Mm -hmm. How did, how did you first stumble into ATRs? Like what was the exposure moment? Oh, the exposure moment I think was maybe in 2015, 20. No, 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 no. My first exposure moment was in 20, like 12, 2013. And I was in Spelman college at the time. And I randomly, like, got into Ayanla Van Zant, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we can say our things about Auntie, you know, she's interesting. But at the yeah. time, I was just super into her for some reason. There was something about her that was compelling to me amidst mm-hmm. even all her stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got one of her books. It was one of her first books that she doesn't even talk about, that she doesn't even promote. It was like one of them undercover books. And she talked about her life, her bio, and it was like real uncut. She was telling all her stories and everything. And there was like two pages, a page or two, where she talked about going to her grandmother's house and her grandmother had an altar and she used to talk to spirits there. Mm. Um, And it wasn't really much of, it wasn't what the book was about. It wasn't a spiritual book necessarily, but it was just those two pages. And she was like, yeah, there was a glass of water and pictures of the ancestors and a candle. And in that, when I read those words, I was like, I have to do that. And yeah. I didn't know why I didn't, mm-hmm. I, I just was like, I'm going to do it. So in mm-hmm. my little dorm at Spelman, I put a little shot glass of water on like a little, on my desk mm-hmm. and a candle that I didn't like because you wasn't supposed to light candles, but I put a candle up there I didn't mm-hmm. like. 
and I didn't have any pictures, but that's it. And every day I would like change the water out. I didn't, I wasn't talking to anyone. I was just like, I have to do this for my ancestors. And my mm-hmm. ex at the time would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, this for the ancestors. I don't know if mm-hmm. I got to do it. <laughs> and I think that was my first time that I just felt pulled to do something. Wasn't quite yeah. sure why or how, but yeah, it just happened like that. And then from that point on, yeah, the altar came up and it came down because I didn't have a regular practice of it. Mm. But then I think fast forward to maybe 2014, 15, I just started following people on Facebook who were just talking about spirits and ancestors and dreams and, you know, premonitions mm. and hoodoo. And I'm like, this is it, exciting something. My Scorpio moon is all excited. <laughs> so then that's it. I just got yeah. serious about it, found elders, and then the rest is history, honestly. Mm. With a Scorpio moon, th- you were just destined to be here. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. When I think about Scorpio, it's like all of the interest in the taboo, the occult. The occult and with, mm-hmm. with your moon in that position, oh, girl. <laughs> that's all me. Give me the dark. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's it. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, I didn't. I didn't think of this question before, but uh, the, your um, story of how you came into ATRs is making me think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there, so uh, Rachel True and uh, Mecca, the astrologer, did uh, this talk the other day. This is like Black Girl Magic talk about tarot and astrology. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rachel said something on there about like you have to crawl before you float on your broomstick, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so your story just made me think about how people overlook those beginning um, moments of yeah. coming into uh, African traditions. Right. What's one thing that you think a lot of baby witches, baby brujas skip in their uh, spiritual process? Mm. What do they skip? Well, let me start with sometimes I think that we can, because I did it too, wanting to jump to like, oh, I'm about to give readings. Oh, yeah. I'm about to, um, I need to buy all of the things that I see online mm-hmm. that means that I'm a spiritualist or that yep. means that I'm a witch. And it's really about those things that we didn't notice that we did in our homes or that maybe our grandmothers did or our aunts did or you know the dreams that we have or even like Mm -hmm. if your auntie even told you like oh I dreamt a fish somebody pregnant like it's those small quote-unquote small occurrences and things that's like oh I'm a part of this I'm connected to this I can Mm -hmm. get the candles I can get the roots I can do that but I also already have a knowledge within me already yes. that is already around me, whether I've called it indigenous African witch, mm-hmm. spirit, not any, all of that. Like, it's already been here. We've seen it in church. We've seen it in the mosque. So it's like not thinking that this work is outside of you. It's already yeah. in you already. It's been there. So, yeah, I mm-hmm. think we skip that part and go to the external when it's really a deeply internal work and it's been present our whole lives. Yes. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that um, just lit me up. Like, yeah, it's already in you, right? It's mm-hmm. it's the culture. Right. I love your segment, Juju for the Culture. It just shows, like, how much our practices as black folks are connected to these spiritual practices. Deeply. Yeah. It makes me think about my great-grandma, my grandma, they used to put, like, crosses over people's pictures who have passed. And they're like, oh, we do that so they don't fade, right? Yeah. And it's like, what? That's- what? Look, see? That yeah. type of shit. Like, yeah. huh? <laughs> yes, that. Yeah. 
So, like, all the old pictures in my family albums have, like, crosses over the people's heads who've passed on. Yeah. So, I think the thing that has struck me the most about your work is how much of an educator you are. And just the, the the amount of information that I've learned from you, from the podcast, from going to your Hoodoo 101 classes, like your Instagram lives, like, girl, you just be teaching. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm just, oh, gosh. I think something we share, because I know, um, and we're going to get into this, but like you also went to grad school for mm-hmm. psych mm-hmm. and... Girl, I I got kicked right up out of that psychology program in grad school. <laughs> so just like even even that process of like yeah. being excluded from these traditional uh, paths of teaching and finding mm-hmm. alternative or decolonized paths of educating right. our folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I just admired you so much for that and also have learned so much from you. Um, And so I have a nerdy question about what's your research process like? Like, how do you gather information for your episodes, for your classes? It's it's just I I appreciate you saying this to me because I need to hear it because I don't see myself as that often. And Girl, I'm you a whole to, professor? No, okay. And like <laughs> I'm trying to like to, I'm trying to like like just take that in. Okay, thank you. Um, Department of Religious Studies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So I have to like decolonize my own ideas about being a professor, yeah. professorship and, and stuff too. I'm still mm-hmm. working through that. Um, so I really appreciate that. But um, I don't know. I like the internet. I'll be on the yeah. internet and I'm just Googling. I'm looking at articles. I'm going on them little sites that get the articles for free that you're mm-hmm. not supposed to get for free. Yep, <laughs> Whatever yep. that is. I've been using mm-hmm. them little illegal sites <laughs> and I just read. Mm-hmm. Like I love to read. Um, I love to read black women, black women's works. Um, so it's really just articles i just read a bunch of about a bunch of different things i see something mm-hmm. that i don't know in one article then i'm looking it up and i'm on j store i'm telling somebody like hey can you give me that send me yep. that article because yep. you got mm-hmm. access that's the work too that's the work people who that got is. access send the people who ain't got the access exactly um, to literature uh yeah and that's it i i listen though to my elders i listen to people mm-hmm. who are around me who are older sometimes it's about just uh, recording when my grandmother speaks and things that she says like that mm-hmm. goes into my research that goes into my podcast when my auntie speaks mm-hmm. um so yeah it's it's the it's the googles it's the it's the Store stuff and it's mm-hmm. just paying attention to what is around me mm-hmm. also and taking note of it mm-hmm. yes yeah. The intergenerationality. Shout out mm-hmm. to your last episode with, with your auntie. Aunt, yes. Yeah, my Aunt Myrtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aunties be knowing, for real. Um, they be knowing. Like, that's a reason why that um, that title, auntie, is also, like, um, you know, an exalted one in yes. the community, too. Yep. Yes. Yep. Reverence to the yes. aunties. Yeah. Okay. So, I have a question about queerness and spirituality mm-hmm. i i mean related to the po- to both of our podcasts and who we are as people but also i think in my work with clients um and seeing queer folks in therapy a lot of times people see these two identities as not being able to coexist together mm-hmm. being a spiritual person and a queer person mm-hmm. and i mean your podcast just shatters that binary right so mm-hmm. um can can you just talk a little bit about how 
ATRs specifically um, don't fuck with that that binary of like you either queer or spiritual and can't right. be both. The fact that I mean, I think it all goes back to people thinking that black people, blackness doesn't encapsulate queerness. Mm, and we mm. know that that is not true yeah. because we see queerness in black people all the time. All the we time. know black <laughs> queer people. Like, that is just not true. Yeah. Just period. It is a lie. Mm. And so, if this these are traditions of for black people, of black people, created by black people, it would have to include the multitudes of ways that we show up, which include exactly. being gay, queer, trans, non-binary, mm. Man, well, anything. It, mm-hmm. it includes all of us. That's the whole point of these traditions, that we can use the power that includes all of us to be able to create new realities, to manifest, to fight, to heal. Mm-hmm. And so it really baffles me how people would think that being, quote unquote, spiritual cannot does not include our full identities. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a projection of, you know, the very white washed colonial christian mindset that Mm. we are all affected by whether we identify as spiritual christian or not yeah we've all been impacted by christianity that form of Mm. christianity at least and so to project it into ancient traditions that existed before christianity was Mm -hmm. even created um to really I mean, it's like, it doesn't make sense. It's hard for me it to don't. even explain because yeah. it just don't make sense. Like, mm-hmm. we see examples in many texts and many different traditions of spirits who carry multiple genders, no genders mm-hmm. at all, switch between genders yep. whenever yeah. they feel like it. Yeah. You see that, especially in, like, Orisha tradition. And yes, there's Nigerian so many tradition. stories of, yes. like, gender fluidity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, we can see that from traditions that are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years old. So, you mean to tell me that, like, that's a lie. Like, mm-hmm. and I just, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think about like um how that cultural piece of Christianity has like tried to take um sex out of spirituality as if sex isn't a spiritual right. or energetic uh process. Right. And um and that our relationships aren't inherently um intangible as well mm-hmm. like the on, the only way that we have relationships are physical ones i'm like no there's all these parts of a relationship that we can't touch yes and that's spirit it, it it's all spirit it's all spirit me. <laughs> so we can't separate ourselves from the spirit of everything so mm-hmm. if i am who i am that's part of spirit right. if i am who i am that's a part of a creator. That's a part of God. That's a part of the universe. Mm -hmm. So how can I separate my queerness or whatever from God, from godliness? I can't. Mm -hmm. Period. Damn. (laughs) I was about to say (laughs) pert. And that's on it. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, Even when I think about um, like my own like spiritual practices and learning a lot from you that we we are just another element of nature and i think that that yes. black traditions teach us that indigenous traditions teach mm-hmm. us that but you know these colonized western white traditions um attempt to position humans in like this hierarchy of like yes. we just extract and use nature that we're not a part of it right and you see where that's gotten us exactly 
Okay. And I'm like, when, when I think about queerness and spirituality, I also look at the natural world and how fluid and changing and interrelated and right. um, non-monogamous <laughs> nature right. is. Yeah. Right. We yeah. are just reflect. We are nature. Yeah. So yeah. like, how could I? Yeah, it's the whole. Yeah, humans are be- better, and we, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, you can see outside how we, how that's taking us. That we, us thinking that we're supposed to extract and take and take and take. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm on the west coast now, and them them wildfires, they scared me. Oh. I had never experienced nothing like that before. Okay. So I was like, oh, the earth is mad. <laughs> she she not having it. Yeah. She's like, I'm upset. And yeah. And it's turning up, rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. Especially the one that was started by a gender reveal. It's like, <sighs> uh, gender is killing the earth. Like, can we not? Can Let, we not do? do listen, this? <laughs> listen. All right. So how? So I hit you up about recording together for this. Specifically because of a tweet that you tweeted. And if y'all not following Juju on Twitter, it is a good time. Y'all should <laughs> y'all should go follow Juju on Twitter. She is so hilarious and um nasty <laughs> on Twitter. I'm very nasty. Don't expect I love to see it. spiritual shit all the time. No, no, no. <laughs> That's just what we was talking about, right? All of us is a part of spirit. Period. <laughs> uh you know, the nasty tweets is a part of that. And I try to like cultivate like a joy space on my social media. And I just really enjoy the nasty tweets too, because it's like, (laughs) that's, that that brings me joy. You know, it's like, okay, pleasure, pleasure. Yes. yes, In these hard times. Yes. But you tweeted, some of y'all be booking readings when you need to be booking therapy appointments. (laughs) At myself. (laughs) But, But yes. Yeah, and so I just wanted us to have a conversation about this as, like, both folks who have, like, this um, history of learning about psychology mm-hmm. and also, you know, spiritual witchy bitches. Right. So, right. so you, be, you be booking readings when you need to be booking therapy appointments? Um, so I think I used to a lot more. I think mm. sometimes I would start pulling cards on things that were really just about my trauma. And it was like, mm. baby, this ain't about the, the spirits, honey. This mm. this about this about some other stuff. But yeah, I, I mean, I noticed that I noticed a lot of things. So when I was doing readings full time, I would be in sessions with people and the cards are just telling me this person needs therapy. Like mm. This ain't even a space because they probably couldn't even handle the information that mm. you could really give them because they need they're gonna need somebody to walk them through some of the stuff that comes up. Yeah, and so often I'll be like, "Baby, you need therapy. Like, mm. you do you have a therapist? Do you have some type of support system?" And they're like, "No, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that." So there is this energy of people being more open to the spiritual advices, but mm. not to actually uncovering what the spiritual advices will bring about and talk right. about. Because spirit going to give it to you how spirit give it to you. And this, I just saw that like disjointed. <sighs> yeah. So that concerned me. One, that concerned mm-hmm. me because I'm not a therapist. So in a reading with you, I can be like, you can talk to me. I can, I'm really empathetic. I can make you feel real good, but I'm mm-hmm. not a therapist. Mm-hmm. So someone's going to have to help you process some of this stuff that I'm pulling up 
around your childhood that you haven't worked through. Right. And spirit going to keep telling you that, but spirit is not the therapist either. Like you yeah. have to have your supports in place to be able to work through these things and to get the most out of your readings. Like, I think that they can work hand in hand. I think some people book readings when they need to be in therapy. Some people are in therapy and could benefit from also getting a reading yep, as yep. well. Like mm-hmm. they can work together and I think that they should mm-hmm. work together. But Hoodoo was not created to be therapy mm-hmm. necessarily. It could be argued maybe that some indigenous religions kind of took up the space as therapy mm-hmm. maybe back then. But be, the the times have changed, yeah. you know, the tradition I follow, Ifa is not going to be your therapist. Um, if I can get you through a lot of things, you can do the sacrifices, you can make the abo, you can do what you're supposed to do, but like, you have to take care of yourself more consistently. And that's mm. why I just think that let these things work together because there's mm. a beauty in that. I would not have, I need my therapist. My therapist done got me through, period. Yeah. And yeah. I need my readings as well. My readings have gotten me through. They put they, they it's a beautiful dance between mm-hmm. the two. Don't sat you don't have to sacrifice one for the other. If you're interested in a reading, cool. And also be like, do I need more than that? Because this reading isn't going to help heal me from why I'm in this relationship or why I keep yeah. finding myself in these situations or these occurrences or that I'm feeling this way because of this thing or my past. The reading can't do that. It doesn't mm-hmm. have the power to do that. It was not created to do that. Mm-hmm. Um and therapy alone if you feel like you need a reading there's some insight that maybe your therapist won't be able to get to that your reader can get to that the diviner can get to that the spirit Mm -hmm. can get to to like help and I would always go to my therapist and be like okay so this came up in my divination Mm -hmm. around something to work through and then my therapist could take that and use the tools and the study and the research and the science that she Mm -hmm. had to be like okay let's move from that place that your spirit said we should move from and then Mm -hmm. I got the most benefit out of it so Mm -hmm. that's that's my thing it's like don't nothing they shouldn't take each other's place they both have a rightful place um in our lives and in our healing journeys so Mm -hmm. just do both if you want to do both, but don't just, and just do therapy. Maybe if you just want to do therapy, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say just do readings in lieu of, if you need some additional supports, cause it's not for that. Mm. That's my what, um, what is a reading for? Like when, mm. when someone books a reading, what should they be looking to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Like, is there any like pre-work you should do before a reading? Well, readings are for clarity mm-hmm. and insight. Um, sometimes when we just don't know what we feel stuck, they can give us, you know, a spirit can come through or an ancestor can come through and be like, baby, you stuck because of this. Like, mm-hmm. Go on and work through that. That's that's what you got going on. You need to go do this thing or you need to go clean your room. And that's why, because you got some energy in there that you haven't literally cleansed out of your space. Mm-hmm. So it's for clarity. It's it's to get some deeper understanding of what could be happening in your life. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you don't always have to go to a reading because you're stuck. You can go to just see what's up. Let me check mm-hmm. in. Um, I used to love reading people who are just like, nothing's wrong. I just need to check in. Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Let's just check in. All you need is a little juju. Yeah. Um. So there can be pre-work, but I would say the the pre-work is mostly being open mm-hmm. and not asking questions that you don't want the truth. You know that you don't mm-hmm. want an answer to. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, people will come. Should I be in this relationship or should I be with this person? And mm-hmm. if spirit is like hell no, 
it's like, are you in the place to then make the decision to leave that relationship or whatever Mm -hmm. thing that comes up for you? Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the biggest thing to prepare for. Prepare to hear things you want to hear and things you may not want to hear and prepare mm. to do the work that comes with what comes up for you. Yes. Yeah. I so appreciate this. It feels like it, um, it helps it for me. Cause as someone who I have a lot of, you know, like, uh, earthy, witchy mm-hmm. <laughs> bitch practices. And I'm also a therapist. And so, right. Um, seeing the the difference between the two spaces as, um, yeah, like the spirit, the uh, readings, you know, even, even tarot, like pulling cards and stuff, right. is for clarity. And therapy is like the, the footwork space, like the yes. process space. Like this is, yes. this is where I get the tangible tools right. to like work through what I'm getting clarity on. Correct. Yep. Yeah. That's or it. to be able to not be um, reactive in an emotional or traumatic way, like just reenacting yes. my trauma or um, responding from emotion and actually be able to get the clarity that I'm supposed to be getting from a reading. Yes, 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 yes. My yeah. spirits tell me all the time, you need to be in therapy. Like there was a period mm-hmm. I wasn't in it anymore. And they was like, baby, you on your readings, but you need to be in therapy. Mm-hmm. It was to the point it was like, we're not going to talk to you anymore until you get a therapist. <laughs> and I was like, okay, damn. Yeah. So like, it's important. It's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so appreciate that, like, um, that piece that you've been doing like p- like publicly and allowing other people in on your journey this year about mm. um, going to your ancestors with questions around relationships. You know, I'm an MFT. That's like a relational therapist. Yeah. And, and seeing the limits of what the ancestors can offer too because they can only help you from the extent that they healed. Yes. Um, and yeah, and like being the one to break those patterns, you need support through that like yes like this realm support and yeah yes. therapy is that space yes mm-hmm. yes we need the living and we need the dead so we need yes. all like you said our ancestors can only help us as much if they as they have helped themselves and mm-hmm. some of them have not had an opportunity to help themselves yep. even in the spirit realm mm-hmm. yeah 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 i was um I was thinking about this so much since I asked you, like, let's talk about this, Mm -hmm. about, um, like, mental health and spiritual health and uh, them both being dimensions of our wellness. Mm. And I was also thinking about things like mental illnesses because I think because I started my my therapeutic career working in severe mental illness Mm. and um, the difference between, like, Am I tripping or or right. is this is this spiritual? Right. And um like you know, like uh all I forget all the Claire's, the like Claire cognizant, clairvoyant. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like how how we're able to, to differentiate between those um those gifts, those powers right. that, that we can tap into and and a mental health disturbance, right? Right. Um, and I think one, you write like doing that process work can give you clarity on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I think it's about the, um, like the, the amount to which is disturbing us, <laughs> like the, our global yes. functioning. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. So I think I'm also saying this because, um, you know, black folks, like when you when you do something different than like the norm, they like, oh, girl, you sound crazy. You look crazy. You hear, yeah. You hearing you hearing things now. Oh, you see things now. I'm like, no, like the difference is like this is something that I'm seeking out right. and getting another way of seeing right. and being versus something that is intrusive and taken away from my mental health like exactly being able to talk to my ancestors has decreased my mental health issues <laughs> like that the, <laughs> the way the anxiety point. come down yes. after after cleaning the altar though. yes yeah. <laughs> a real thing i just yes. had to do that last night because i was going through mm-hmm. something and i was like oh let me go to my let me yeah. go and then i was like oh i feel better oh mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> this is mm-hmm. a tool <laughs> yes yeah yeah mm-hmm. yes Oh my gosh, such good information. Thank you, Listen, Juju. Of course. Yeah. I'm glad that you said the part about, because I think about that too. Like, you know, I've talked about how historically, I think for black folks who have been hospitalized or who have seen and mm-hmm, who hear, mm-hmm. some of that, not all of that, but some of that is. Um, a response to not having the tools um, for people who are mediums, (laughs) for people who just see and hear and experience. And that can get so overwhelming and it can get out of control Mm -hmm, to where mm -hmm. it develops into something else. And then on top of just our traumas that impact it as well. Um, But I noticed that sometimes people are like, yeah, they'll say to me like, yeah, I believe you. Like all of that is not real. Like schizophrenia is not real. All these things are not real. Like, no, that shit is real. It's real. (laughs) That is real. Mm -hmm. Please don't take what I'm saying to say that that is not real because it's about how it is impacting our day to day lives. If people cannot function, if they're not able to live in the world and have an enjoyable life and experience, it is real and it is impacting them. And there Mm -hmm. there needs to be supports that come through um, to support them. They can be in tandem with um, medical supports or therapy, and it can be with spiritual stuff too. Maybe mm-hmm. a reader needs to come in and cast some spirits off, and mm-hmm. then that person might need medication, and then that person may need follow up yep. therapy, and then like yeah. they can all work together. But it's all real, mm-hmm. um, regardless of how the person arrived to that to a particular state we have to deal with it as they have come and we can see, and I wish that there were more, I wish that there were spaces where spiritualists could be involved in that mental health process to be like, you know, okay, that's the therapy plan. And this person also need a Misa, which is like a spiritual seance. Like, okay, they need a Misa too. (laughs) Like, so let's do a Misa. And then that will help the therapeutic process be more successful anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Because this person Mm -hmm. is really just a medium. Well, this yeah. person really has an entity on them as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just appreciate you saying that, um, too, because it's all real and we need it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think about, like, when when I was working in, like, mental uh, health hospitals and, like, mm-hmm. inpatient and mm-hmm. intensive outpatient stuff, it's like, the only way I can describe it is the level of peace, right? So, so folks who are dealing with, like, schizophrenia, um uh yeah like delusions and all that kind of stuff there's no peace there like you can right. see it it's like it's like this is affecting my functioning like you yes. were saying right but but folks who are who have been like processing doing the work and it's really hard because as queer people as people of color we don't get 
we often get uh, shut out of spaces to do the work to deal with the trauma right. and the trauma is ongoing. So it's right. not like, whew, girl, that was hard. And now you can go. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just right. like um, another thing after another thing. But but there's like a level of peace that, that you can arrive at when yes. when it's like a spiritual gift mm-hmm. that you're, um, that you're, you know, that you have right? versus a mental health uh, disturbance. And you're so right. It's like, definitely it could be both. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about like, how is it impacting your day to day? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I also think about like, change and how we think about change being possible Mm. as like a place where therapy and spirituality kind of do this beautiful dance together too Mm um yeah i just i don't know um you know beyonce been real (laughs) atr in her music lately she just been putting been putting uh all the the everything right right in the music you don't even have to dig for it right um, and so I think a lot about like Black is King and like that, the gift album, when I think mm-hmm. about uh, like knowing that we are powerful because yeah. our, because of the survival of all the people who had to survive for us to be possible. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And so much of what I try to get people to do in therapy is like reinstilling this hope that change is possible mm-hmm. and that we could be a part of that change. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So we have to be if we want mm-hmm. to change. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 More, more therapists got to be incorporating spirituality and yeah. Like what? Um, yeah. I didn't ask you this when you said it, but now that I'm saying that I'm thinking, what do you think the hesitation is for people who are down with booking a reading, but not with going to a therapy session? The work. Mm. Because I think even, <laughs> because I think even with readings, when there's work, like yep. people love the readings where ain't no work. You just kind yep. of telling you what's going on, which is fine. There's space for those readings, but a lot of readings, especially um, from the of the diaspora or African traditional readings, are going to then say, and then you need to do this. Right. You need to take a bath for thirteen days, <laughs> and then you need to clean room, and then you need to smoke out your house, and then you need to go leave an apple under the tree. Yes, and you need dude. to say a prayer. You know what I mean? And people uh-huh. be like. Oh, I got to do all that. I ain't about to do all that. Yeah. I think it's the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the yep. work. <laughs> People don't want work. I yes. get it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And I get it. I don't be wanting to work either. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, yes. Yeah. I just remember us talking on the phone once and you was like, oh, yeah, you need to, like, leave some tobacco in your attic. For, for them, like, folks in your house. Oh, and I was yeah. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. And I was just like, you know, you know, you're right. I just been sitting in this house, you know, with all these stories about this apartment and mm-hmm. did did that. And it's just, like, still in the house, right? And wow. And, yeah, I think about when I, I don't, how do I say, I don't like saying homework, but when I, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of session, would, like, tell somebody, okay, um, before I see you next week, like try to do one grounding activity when you right. feel anxiety. Right? It's like they come back and it's like, have they done that? No. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm the one who hasn't done it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. I'm the one. 
<laughs> also, though, let me say, it is the work, but as you're talking, I'm like, it is also... I mean, black folks traditionally do have an aversion to therapy because how mm-hmm. it has been weaponized against us. Oh, yeah. Us. So, like, I do have to yeah. say that as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. as someone who only works with black people, really. Like, yeah. it's, it is the work and, like... Therapy means something else. Like mm-hmm. uh, even if even if we weren't out here doing spiritual work all out in the ooh, I'm talking to spirits, you still mm-hmm. could have went over and saw the conjure the conjure man real quick. Yeah. Like you still would go over there on a sneak tip. It wasn't it was taboo to talk about, but it wasn't taboo to do. Do. Mm-hmm. So but therapy was like taboo to talk about and taboo to do. Mm. So yeah, I think some of that still exists within us a that, little bit too yes yeah oh my gosh that just connected something for me mm. yeah because because i think therapy in like black communities is becoming less taboo to talk about yes but maybe still not so still, much to do yep. right so it's like oh yeah we could talk about our mental health we could talk about needing to heal from trauma we could talk about yes. breaking intergenerational patterns but it's like still that step into the room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even with mm-hmm. more, the I think there's been like an explosion in the past five years of visibility of therapists of color. Absolutely. Um, and so even with that, there's, I mean, you can't erase the harm that like uh, the the profession has done. Mm-hmm. And in this process of getting licensed, I've also thought so much about how these things that we've always done to take care of each other, right? So I think about someone like my grandma who everybody in the neighborhood came to her couch to give give her their worries, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're going to talk through everything in their life with my grandmother. But yeah. uh, while sitting in a room with her looks very similar to therapy, right? But yeah. the, ways, the ways that um, black folks, folk, uh, queer folks have been shut out of the processes of being licensed in yes. order to like say that you provide that service. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's such a good point. That's such a good mm-hmm. point though. Like we have access to therapeutic means. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. without the institution of therapy or white mm-hmm. therapy, traditional, you know, white yeah. therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important to be uplifted and said, uh, mm-hmm. as well because it's not like we don't want to heal or that we don't want to talk to anybody because we'll talk to somebody exactly mm-hmm. there's just a very real lack of trust I think too mm-hmm. and like I said the ways that it has been weaponized against us and our yep. identities and it's real yep yeah yeah you know I um I've been on this since like last pride but I feel like in the conversation of reparations we also need to be talking about the mental health field and uh, reparations for uh, marginalized communities, but communities of color specifically. Yes. Whether that looks like all black folks having free access to therapy. Yes. Or something that, uh, yeah, you got to address the harm. You got to yes. address the harm. And until that's repaired, there's always going to be that distrust with the system. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. A whole bunch of money ain't going to do nothing for us if we right. are not well. Right. Right. My next question. Oh my gosh, Nikita would uh, kill me if I didn't ask you this because she okay. <laughs> she called me to be like, uh, ask Juju because um, okay. you know she be on the rig, so she couldn't be here today. But um, so she wanted to know specifically about the role of ATRs in liberation in 2020. Like, how do you mm. see um, 
ATRs and liberation working hand in hand in mm-hmm. the movement for mm-hmm. social justice right. liberation. Right. Um, and um, I wrote that I'm specifically thinking about your work um, in Baltimore mm-hmm. and like just being on the corner, like free readings, <laughs> um, being in the places where the people are, mm-hmm. um, and uh, your work with BYP 100. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So my idea to, you know, bring in the spiritual aspect into our liberation movements was just because that's what our ancestors literally did. Yep. <laughs> like when you just look at revolts, rebellions, yep. um, from the Haitian Revolution to Denmark Vesey mm-hmm. to, I mean, a- everything there's always going to be a little paragraph somewhere. You'll see, read between the lines that before we did this, yep. we went to a root doctor. Yeah. Before mm-hmm, we did this, mm-hmm. we got, you know, a quote unquote reading or we saw the conjure person or yep. we had crab claws in our mouths when we fought because that's a way to protect mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so to continue on with that legacy, like yeah. I don't believe that this liberation movement is separate from spirit or the spiritual or all of our hitters who died already who still got stuff to say and who still have advice and who's still gonna you know tell us oh no don't do that do this Mm -hmm. so when i was in byp 100 like they made sure they got readings like when we was about to do certain things or when we could do actions when we couldn't do actions Mm -hmm. um what was it going to be safe this weekend sometimes it was like no we can't do that then but we need to do it this time we need to wait for this if we're going to do this somebody needs to go put rechange the altar water to like we got them ancestral spirits was coming down and talking so i think that in 2020 that's kind of how we can move forward it's like calling on the people who were organizers um who have deceased who still have things to say yes. <laughs> ain't gonna wear. um yeah. and people who are mediums and channels can actually channel that information mm-hmm. um but also knowing you know the roots and the herbs and the the workings and the spells as people call them that we can incorporate before we do or make a decision to do any type of campaign or just to make sure that we're in alignment you know it's not mm-hmm. it's just the first it's just the first step to a whole organizing plan it's just mm-hmm. in, including mm-hmm. ancestors it's just including spirits it's just including um the things that our ancestors did to be able to like right move shit forward you right know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I think it's very much a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think we going to get free without them. Like yeah. without all of us. I, I always say we need the living and the dead. Like we yep. just need everybody. We need yeah. all hands. I want the ghost hands right, and the right. real hands <laughs> on deck. Mm-hmm. And so I mm-hmm. think we could do that. And you know, it doesn't always have to be, if someone's listening, like, well, I don't know any mediums, but like we're organizing, like, what am I supposed to do? Ancestral work is also just like seeing what our elders and the people before us did. You know, it might not necessarily be like, oh, now we have to have a seance to call them down. But it's like, let's read about some successful things that we want to do and let's see what they did. Let's see what they Mm -hmm. thought. How can we incorporate that information into now, into the present and use that? That is also ancestral work, too. Mm -hmm. It's remembering that people have started building the wheel like the wheel is there <laughs> we just gotta see we're on new terrain let's see how it can move and work um but yeah. it ain't gonna move without spirit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i hope that answered the question oh yes yeah okay. i'm i'm just thinking about like 
Yeah, the the way when we talk to Barbara Smith, like like what we can learn from past movements. Yeah. Not just in the the organizing strategy or like um actions that past movements did, mm-hmm. but but also the the spirit that moved those yes. actions. Yes. Um yeah, yes. I was thinking about like everything I learned in your Hoodoo 101 class, but like the the with the the rebellions and the uprisings that we don't get taught about in history classes right. that enslaved folks led that mm-hmm. there were so many of, of the leaders of those rebellions that said I had a dream and yes. God told me to do it on this night yes. right or or um I yeah I heard a voice while doing this or yes. um yeah Harriet Tubman Harriet <laughs> yes Har- Mother Warrior Harriet the Harriet uh, Tubman <laughs> yeah. Harriet the Stallion okay <laughs> <laughs> when I'm thinking about when we went to her um grave because she's buried in upstate New York mm-hmm. like Harriet Tubman's right there you can go see Mother Harriet um wow. and, and her house wow. um that there was so many, uh, so we went all like uh, our podcast community to BBB. We mm-hmm. all went together, and Diamond was like, "Oh yeah, the kids been here, right?" Because it was it was coins, it yep. was fruit, yep. it was all all these offerings that, um, yeah, like um, machetes, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff to clear the path, and just mm-hmm. think, yeah, thinking about not you know not having astronomy or whatever be uh, her calling her an astronomer calling her an astrologist um you know yes but her using that right like so um we we only move when the wind is blowing in this direction yeah like that is you know that's like spirit that's some spiritual shit yes yeah (laughs) spiritual shit yeah when the wind is when the wind is going this way it's not a night to do this it's not a night you know it's like what (laughs) like what is that we 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 have access to that same thing yeah that same same thing and that's Mm -hmm. really what my work is about like y'all we got access to that same thing yeah it's it's, still here yeah it's like building a relationship with people around you and things around you yes like nature yes spirits everything yeah Mm -hmm. the land because the, the land can tell you too, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which way to go. The land, the stars can tell you that too. It's about yeah. being. That's all the spirit work. That's all spirit work. Yeah. Yes. Wow. This is yeah. This is just making me think so much about. I'm really into the moon, so I follow mm-hmm. the moon real closely. Mm-hmm. But like how. Um, I can't remember what it was that happened. I actually think it was it was the George Floyd uprisings mm. that um, the the full moon hadn't been like in that sign on in that um, oh, alignment yeah. with like all the planets since um, 1964, I think. And we know what the 60s were like, right? right. So, so even that, like being tapping into awareness of um, position yeah. and the what wins we're having as uh, as oppressed folks yes. during during these um planetary cycles you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. yeah it's deep yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's making me like feel like emotional right now cuz it's just so mm-hmm. deep and it's yeah. just 
it's so much it's it's it, it is it's in the stars and the moon and mm. the like all of these entities and beings want us free yeah so i'm just always interested in what they have to say yeah what can the moon tell us about what is happening right now what can the spirits tell us what can the, what can the land tell us how can the flowers that are blooming right now mm-hmm. what does that say about what's happening what the squirrels yeah. being out the squirrels in baltimore have been turning up recently like they have been collecting collect like more so than <laughs> usual mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like going off and my mom brought that to my attention recently. She was like, I just feel like we just need to be in preparation because the squirrels are like turning up on a different level this year. Yes. And I'm like, look at my mother, like divining with the squirrels, but also like, <laughs> yeah, like I can, like that is a whole, like mm-hmm. we can use all of the tools. Like we yeah. have nature tools. Yeah. <laughs> we have spirit tools. Mm-hmm. I just want us to use them. So that, because I know that when we do and we tap into it, we can actually get to the places that we dream about and yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. I who you do? I have this is making me think about so much in like mm-hmm. movements for liberation and spirit because like, um, yeah, everything from like when I read people's words, sometimes I'm like, damn, they were spitting. Like, how did? <laughs> How did this come to them, right? Like, and and the people that we pedestal from like movements past, and people that we pedestal from movements current mm-hmm. are so young. Yeah, and you know, my my mom and my family, we would say that they've been here before, right? That 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 message is not just moving through um, you and yes. your single singletary self. Um, Correct. Yeah, like even mm-hmm. everything from like Martin uh, Luther King and. Um, like was it Ella Baker screaming at him? Like, tell him about your dream, Martin. She, it, it was a dream, yes. right? It wasn't <laughs> a dream, it, dream, a dream, a dream, right? And that's that's like what yes. galvanizes the whole movement is a dream mm-hmm. he had, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I I think about that a lot, like the the spirit moving through us, even in like mm. these revolutionary moments. Yes. Yeah. Oh, always does. And then that dream also, then that movement also being centered in black church. That means yes. something too. Yeah. Like organizing yes. in church right. spaces, right. Singing church mm-hmm. hymns. So like that yeah. is, <laughs> it's some, it's yeah. some, it's deep. We need spirit. Yep. Spirit is so much a part of this work. It's always been connected. You so yeah. right. Like the, the church, not just as like a building, but like a hub of yes. um, of like uh, energetic movement. Like I was saying before, when we were talking about mental health and uh, readings, like, um, but a place where we believe that change is possible. Yes, like that's what the church mm. is and was. Yeah. Okay, that's a whole thing right there. Hmm, mm-hmm. that's deep. That actually <laughs> is deep. Like the church being a place that we've like conjured and dreamed mm-hmm. and had the visions and then could also then organize there because that was the safest place for us to do it. Like a spiritual hub space was Mm. the place that we could. That's kind of deep. I don't know. That's deep. (laughs) Something Mm. to that. Like even, even more, that's just kind of stirring in me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, how do we create those spaces? Like, uh, or maybe, I mean, I don't know because I'm not initiated into uh, any specific ATR, but maybe there are spaces like that. But what I've seen through, I mean, what's been so devastating about like capitalism currently and like is the face of like gentrification and the mm. attacks on public spaces for us to congregate. 
Um, So that means like limited spaces to organize, limited uh, spaces to connect with each other and to spirit. Um, And like, how do you, how do you build that? Like in an LA, like, is there a, is there an actual house, like a physical house where folks congregate? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, There are. Mm -hmm. I would say that, I would say that that happens in spiritual houses. And I also think that in, can I say this? I think in my experiences, there still is a disconnect from spiritual houses to organizing work. And like Mm. that, like there's, now it feels like, okay, this is a spiritual space. And then over here is where we do organizing. And those spaces uh, don't seem like they come together. Intersect, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, even with churches. Like, churches don't seem like the places where people are organizing anymore. Mm-hmm, yep. When yeah. they used to be. Yep. So mm-hmm. I feel that same way even with African tra- traditions. Yeah. Um, they're still stuck. We're still venerating black deities, and there's something in that work. But, yeah, it, yeah. it feels like there's a there's just... A separation. Yeah. I, you know, I hadn't thought about this before, so it's like a half thought, but I feel like this has something to do with the attempts to, um, like, sideline queerness. Mm. Because when I think about the, the overlap, like, who's in both of those spaces, it's the queer folks. Like, yeah. not, not that you have to be, um, like, sexually or gender queer, but mm-hmm. definitely politically queer. Absolutely. You know? believing in um rights for women and femme folks and you know like when the the people who are in both spaces like the the religious and spiritual spaces and the organizing spaces Mm -hmm. those are the queer folks and so what we lose when we attempt to remove them Mm. or decentralize them from spaces is that overlap yes um yeah that's just a that's just a thought though. I hadn't thought about that before. That's a good that's that's a that 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 feels right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that feels mm-hmm. right. Cause that's a great point. I never thought about that. That's a great point. Ashe. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Okay. So we are, you know, the insurgent biweekly audio syllabus. And mm-hmm. uh you similarly you got a whole book list on your um your website. Like here are some recommended readings. I've gotten so many books that you've mentioned or that you just told me about, like Working the Root. Mm-hmm. I was so thankful for that book. Uh, yeah. Do you have, like, a one-book suggestion for someone who might just be getting interested in learning about um, indigenous African traditions? Um, or maybe an author, if not a book. An author? I want to say, if you're just getting, I want to say, I want to say Toni Morrison. Yes! <laughs> um, however, I know that people be like, but she's not writing about the religion. She's not writing about, but she writes about blackness. Yes. She And that's where it is. It's in yeah. the crux it's in the blackness it's in the little Mm -hmm. dimensions that she has it's in the spirit you know it's not a book about how to do a spell you know it's not a book like and this is who do 101 Mm -hmm. but you'll see it so vividly in her text and i think that's actually a good place for people to start um because then you're like oh yeah i've seen that okay yeah my grandmother Mm -hmm. okay you know so i think that's actually a good place to i would say tony morrison yes yeah 
I love Tony. Oh my gosh, all the things I um I committed to like reading all of the Tony Morrison books that I hadn't read, mm-hmm. and I have been putting off Sula because here's 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 the work right my my great grandmother we actually called her Sula um and her name is Ursula but you know black people yeah. we call her Ursula right. and so so it just got shortened to Sula right and after mm. she passed I was like oh I can't read this book and I've had it I've I've owned it for like ever right. um as, as long as I can remember like back in like high school I had a copy of Sula right. but had never read it because it was my great grandma's name and she passed and I was like right. I can't read it. And then I read the book and I just read it this year. And I just see all of the like cultural things that are like, so everything from like the milk bottle and like how you do glass and to, um, oh, somebody's sick and what you're doing, uh, cover the window and all this stuff. It's just like, that's it. That's that's it. Yep. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Tony. It's all up and through there. Yes. All them books. It's all yeah. up and through there. She was a conjurer. <laughs> very, very, That's a very dead. Mm-hmm. Very dead. Even the way she used words, I, I yes. think a lot about that because it's like it's not um, like some of my some of like the women that I turn to their work, like Audrey Lord, for example. Mm-hmm. It's hard to read. Like the way mm-hmm. she writes is not like plain. You know, no. like she's not just saying it to you, right? Um, but but Tony writes with very accessible language, mm-hmm. but it just still hits you in the gut. Yes. You know, <laughs> that's, yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, my last question okay. is about Curved Chronicles. You know, that's the last <sighs> segment of the podcast. And... Uh-oh. <laughs> Get shy, Juju. Is this is this Juju shy? <laughs> I'm not even shy, honey. I'm triggered, but go ahead. Oh, 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 oh sorry. <laughs> sorry. We don't we don't have to go there if you don't want to. It's okay. Go ahead. Okay. I was just um wondering about dating while Juju, you know. Um do you see the curve chronicles coming? Do you do you Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be getting curved. <laughs> I'll be curving and I'll be getting mm-hmm. curved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got curved like yesterday. So that's why I'm triggered. <laughs> oh, what? I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm upset. Who, who in a right damn mind is curving Juju? Uh, it's always the, um, it's never, it's never black women. It's never black non-binary people. It's always cis men. Mm. And, um, yeah, I got curved this, <laughs> long story short, I got flewed out <laughs> to Mexico <laughs> and I had a great time with this person, man. And it was, it was great. I had an amazing time. Came back home, text him, ghost. Like, what? Nothing ghost like this morning but was watching all my stories has been watching my like had to block him on my stories today yeah because i was like not you not saying anything to me but watching all of my things excuse me ghosted me so i had to block him today how do you fly somebody out and then ghost them Men are the Nigga shit. Like, <laughs> what? What happened? 
feeling. Oh gosh. But, mm. You know niggas don't be liking feelings and shit. Yep, yep. That's what I That's yeah. what it is. It's like when I don't know if it's like a, a byproduct of patriarchy or whatever, but uh-huh. for they are just incapable of any emotional experience and not not be not see in in you like a reflection of not just being like emotionally aware but also like spiritually aware which is right. like emotion in another dimension right. they're, they're not they're not ready to do they're not ready yeah <laughs> you know so i'm just like damn i guess i got curved that, <laughs> don't I even make sense <laughs> i feel like that uh denzel meme where he slapped the devil oh, yeah. like, <laughs> how you, how you how you ghost Juju though? Like, <laughs> and you know you you know you everywhere. He gonna see you all over all the social media, everything. And oh my gosh! But was watching well, the stories. Like I'm trying yeah. to wrap. This is just very fresh because it's all happening. <laughs> so I'm just like, how do you watch someone's stories but ignore them? I, After you yeah. was just hanging out with them. But you know, I had that happen to me too, and um, I so maybe maybe I should say like masculine folks are the weakest link because mm. there's like something to masculinity. It's like I know, I know you see me, I know you you're like interested and de- right. even des- desire me, but right. just can't handle being in actual relation with me, and so instead you want to like do this creepy watch thing. What is that? Yeah, yeah. Viewing all the videos and all the stuff. Mm-mm. What is that? So, so there's been no um like change to the I don't know the process of dating since uh, coming um, into your spiritual practices now. So there was a period where I was divining on everyone that I was interested in. So I would ask my ancestors mm-hmm. or pull cards to be like, is this person worth my time? Um, more recently, I've been trying to follow my intuition and not pull any mm-hmm. cards and just see how I am with discerning uh, on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was doing that and I don't know. I feel like whether I'm pulling cards or discerning, I just don't. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just the air. I just be confused. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just an interesting process, I feel like. And then also this weird thing of people, um, I don't know. I hope it's not true, but sometimes I feel like people want to meet me or even engage in sex or whatever just because of the personality or what they see or maybe even pedestaling me so sometimes I don't Mm -hmm. even know if it's about me like as who I am Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like I've had more experiences like that like dating as whatever anyone would want to call me Mm -hmm. so it's been kind of lonely I think in that way because I don't really know why you are here Mm -hmm. it's hard Mm -hmm. to tell Yep. Yeah. I can I can definitely relate to that. Um sometimes I think that Yeah, it's really hurtful when like people think that they people want to be in a relationship with the mental moment. They don't want to be in a relationship <laughs> with me. Yes. You know? <laughs> like, yes. like that I'm showing up for them in this like 
Emotion. Yep, yep. Emotional caretaker, healer capacity. Um yep. And not like all of who I am. They right. like if I'm falling apart, you know, because people tend to do that no matter their work. Um, okay. That nobody is there to catch me, or like the the physical desire piece is not there because all you want is the emotional desire. Like the, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can yep. definitely relate. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Crumbs of being a bad bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, so hard when you sexy. Right, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Juju, if it makes it feel any better, like, uh, I think exactly what you were saying about people not wanting to do the work mm-hmm. at, in a spiritual uh, reading or in a, a mental health setting I think a lot of folks also don't want to do the work to have healthy relationships either. Um, or yeah, or be healthy in relation Tea. to other people. Tea. Yeah, that's true. So. And, and it, it, it is a lot of work. It is. Yeah. It you don't is. just be, be like, I think you, you cute. I'm cute. Let's be cute together. It's like, it's yeah. Work. It's yeah. work. And mm-hmm. as someone, I've been trying to be intentional about that work because I went through a period not doing the work either. So I get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you're so right. People don't want to do that work because it brings up a lot of stuff, you know, yep. when you're with another person. It brings up your internal shit. Getting back to why people don't want to go to therapy, like you yep. said. Like, yeah. it brings up stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to deal with that. You want to ignore that. It's it's yeah. how, how to cope. I get it. But yeah. 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 And I know we deserve for me, people doing the work. The more the more I study relationships, because you know I do like couples therapy, and mm-hmm. the more I work on myself in my own personal therapy, like I see to change the way I think about relationships also means I would have to question all of these other models of relationships in my mm-hmm. life. And sometimes that's the hardest Ooh. part of like, damn, my parents had a really jacked up relationship and that piece um yeah and so i think i think i try to approach that with like i don't know like empathy is like the non-judgment of like <sighs> that's what they knew to be okay and it's okay for me to find another normal to find another yes level of health and stability in relationships mm-hmm. and hopefully you know the generations after me will be like okay girl you was doing that but um this this, this is the new <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah this the yeah. improved version right right yeah right yeah right <sighs> oh my gosh well Juju, that's all my questions for you. I just, right now, I just want to gush and tell you how much I love you. And, I love you too. Um, you know, I be I be on your page all the time, double tapping and, yes, and ah, Juju, okay. Um, I just, yeah, I just love you so much. I'm so Aww. thankful to know you in Thank this you. Uh, life. Likewise. And, Likewise. yes. Thank um, you so And I'm much. so glad that uh, Queer Walk listeners who might not, uh, have known about you before, which they should, because I mention you almost every episode. <laughs> but, um, know, know you and can hear your voice now. And can you tell them where they can find you on all the things? Yes. Um, you can find me on Instagram at it's Juju Bay, I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E. Or you can follow my podcast page at a little Juju Podcast, spelled out. You can hit me on my website, it's jujubay.com. I'm Juju Bay on Facebook, but I don't really be getting on there. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I want to mm-hmm. say thank you to you two. I love the show. I listen to every episode. I love you and Nikita's relationship. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for mm-hmm. pouring into me. Thank you for inviting me on one of my favorite podcasts. Like, oh this God, is a big deal to me. <laughs> so I'm just, I love your mental moments. I love everything that you do. Like I learned so much from you just as you learn from me. So I see you out mm-hmm. here and definitely sending love and I share in prayers to you always as well. Oh, thank, thank you. you. I'm glad we can like do this cycle of pouring into each yes. other. Yes. <laughs> it's important. That's how we're yeah. going to make it through. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Juju. Of course. Thank you. Have a good one. <laughs> all you need is a little Juju. So big, big shout out to Queer Walk Pod. I hope you all enjoyed that episode. If you would like to reach out to me, of course, you can find me on Instagram and all my social medias at I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E. You can also find me at A Little Juju Podcast, spelled out just how it sounds on Instagram as well. I'm back on Twitter a little bit, so you can follow me there. Um, I did reopen, reopen, re-something my Facebook, so I'm on there. It's Juju bay i don't check facebook sorry to the facebook girls and my website of course if you want to reach out about bookings media content sponsorships you can find me at www.itsjujubae.com of course i will also link um queer walk pod but that is their instagram too in the show notes and the show and all the good things uh, if you want to now check out their podcast which i absolutely recommend so i appreciate y'all thank you so so much um thank you for tuning in i'm wishing you blessings healing good health good good clear mental health body health all around health and abundance and love and protection and liberation so i will see y'all next time i will hear y'all next time you'll hear me next time and remember all you need is a little juju Adios. Later.